Hello, are we on the air yet? Welcome to the Core Performance Podcast, taking you one step closer to self-mastery on and off the course. Fire up that growth mindset, and let's dive into the core of elite golf and human performance. Now, here's your hosts, Ian Highfield and Andrew Losey. Hello and welcome to the Core Performance Podcast. I am your host, Ian Highfield, and along with myself and Andrew Losey today, uh, we have a pretty cool guest. Uh, the reason it's cool is because he was a junior golfer that I met while I was coaching in Florida when he was 15, uh, and he's now about to graduate college. Uh, so Julian Perico is his name, and when I first met him, I don't think Julian will mind me saying he wasn't the greatest golfer uh, that I'd ever seen. Uh, there were definitely some areas for development. But he went from this 15-year-old kid to really over an 18-month, two-year period, uh, grew and started to dominate junior golf. Uh, but as Julian will highlight in this podcast, winning all the time and getting really, really good uh, does come with some dangers. So I think this is a great podcast. If you're a junior golfer that wants to get better and wants to play in college, if you are the parent of a junior athlete, there's a very, very, very important message in this. The dangers of winning, the dangers of getting good, the risks of mental and physical burnout, and just overall understanding that getting good at your craft uh, can come with some psychological stresses and can actually come at the expense of happiness. So please sit back and let's enjoy this great conversation we had with Julian Perico uh, where he highlights some of the trials and tribulations that junior athletes may go through uh, on their quest, chasing their goals and their dreams. Before I roll uh, the interview, I just want to briefly highlight that Julian does use a couple of choice words uh, to explain certain situations and, and things that he faced in his life. So uh, apologies for the swearing, um, but we decided to leave it in there for the authenticity of the podcast. Thank you. What's up? What's it's been up, a while, Ian, man. Andrew? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a a big minute. Since I last saw you, it's been years, man. Well, I think I last saw you at maybe the South Beach. We worked on putting a little bit. Was that the last time? Or that, that would have been that would have been before college. Yeah, I think it was. No, did I have I seen you since then? Maybe. No, I don't think so. So let's um, let's talk. What's been going on? How's college? Fun, nice. Uh, just very winter, so like very schooly but it's been nice um fun here and there of course i'm a i'm a senior now i have a girlfriend i'm i'm a little more put but uh, <laughs> well let's let, okay let's 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 rewind the clock right so for for the people that don't know who you are we met when you were what 15 ish 15 um, yeah i was yeah. 15 going to the academy in orlando and you know when when you were 15 you had goals yeah. and dreams of, of playing in college and you were this uh, high energy, super pumped young kid, um, yeah. a lot of potential. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about your, your junior golf career and your time at the, at the academy and sort of the, the journey that you went on from junior golf into college? Well, th those, were, those were just like my, my best years, you know? Like th those years back in when I was young, like, I mean... It, those were the best years of my life so far. Like I pulled out of school. I went to my dad uh, when I was 14 in, in school, like high school at the end of the year. And I said, Hey, like pull me out of school. I want to do this full time. And like it kind of like, he kind of just said, okay, let's do it. I started doing research, found the Academy email. Like I did it all myself and um, they accepted me. I went there, started going for camps and, I wasn't very good. I mean, I was actually pretty bad at golf, but I always had this drive of like getting better and 
kind of just playing professional golf, I guess. And well, college golf first and then professional, of course, but man, it was, it was amazing. We had such a good time back in the day. You, Zach and I just <laughs> every day, like discussing about stuff, trying to get better, trying to figure stuff out. Playing FIFA. Yeah. We, we, we played a lot of FIFA. We, we just <laughs> had a great time, man. Like we, like that's, that's kind of where I'm trying to be mentally now. Like those, like those days, you know, like, where I was just playing the game to get better and to have fun. And like, once you get really good, you kind of lose that in, in the game of golf. Like your ego starts getting in the way and you think you're better than what you are. And like, you just don't accept your, your mistakes as much. So, so I'm just let's, trying to get back to those days. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. So my first experience of you, I don't know if you, if you remember this, but even before you arrived at the Academy, you were emailing me. I was, yeah, I was emailing you, yeah. And I'm like, wow, this kid, he's, figuring, he's reaching out, he's emailing, and you're like, come and watch me play, come and watch me play. And I, I wasn't down to attend this tournament, but I was like, you know, you seem very motivated, very uh, positive. So I went and watched you play Mission In, um, mm. and you might have shot 80, mid-80s, and yeah, strategy was not good, attitude was not the best, could hit the ball pretty well. But if someone told me that the 15-year-old I was watching was going to have the junior and collegiate career that you've had, I might be like, well, some, some big changes have got to happen. And, and they yeah. did, right? Like, you got so good, so fast. It, it, yeah. it was scary. So why don't you talk about you went from sort of a hurricane tournament 80 shooter to junior world champion, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was definitely pretty, pretty amazing. I always look back at that and I mean, you know, like only one person a year in the whole world gets to like be the junior world champion. And I don't know, like I, I it never really settled in. I was like, whatever, like it's, that's cool. Like it never, like, where's the next one? You know, like I, I was always driven and I think if I were to take it back, I would have definitely like tried to cherish those moments a little better, you know, like yeah. you, you've known me, like I played so many, I play so many tournaments in my schedule. I just pack it in, try to travel as much as I can, try to play as much as I can. And like, I, I, I never was able to enjoy a win like that. Like I remember, I remember finishing that tournament and then going straight to the next one and won the next one and then going straight to another one. Like, it was just like, I couldn't stop. Like I was just so addicted to like me playing good and like, just, I don't know, man, I, I was just really like mo motivated back in the day. And not that, not that I'm not motivated now, but I definitely take it like in another perspective, I'm like more chill about it. Like, I'm like, okay, like, let's go play. Like, you know, but man, it's, it, it was wild. How, how good I, how good I got, how quickly. Cause I mean, I, I was like the, third or fourth ranked junior in the world like that's that's pretty good you know <laughs> yeah amazing yeah what, what do you yeah what do you think was key julian to to getting that good so quick i have my own opinion from watching you grow and and i remember when i first asked you to hit golf shots talking your routine out loud and, and, yeah. and explain your strategy to then two or three years later asking you to do that it, it the difference in your behaviors and your mind and, and things like that was unbelievable. So yeah, I do have my opinion on the things that, that helped you, but it has to be the, the results that you've got was so astonishing. What do you, what do you think were the key things that, I mean, you started to hit the ball miles. That was one thing. Yeah. What, what, but, what else? But I started hitting the ball. My, I, I started hitting the ball really far, but I, I I'm not a big guy, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm 5'11", like, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not this, like, big athletic guy, I just, I just, I, I know how to move, like, my body to generate, like, power and speed, but it was, like, a mix of everything, man, like, I was never a really good putter, and, but my ball striking was, like, on another level, and, I mean, it really was, like, it was pretty impressive what I could do Tito green and then just how easy I could mess it up on the greens most of the time. But 
the bur- the tournaments that I put it okay, I would win. Like yeah. So that's that was good, but like back in the day, I, I just like I never practiced my putting ever. I was like, I just gotta hit it better. And that really messed me up in the long run. Like when I hit that like panic button in in October last year, like like I just couldn't play golf anymore. Like I my ego was so big towards the game. Like not like I wouldn't tell other people, but like inside my head, like I'm like, why am I like not winning every tournament like I used to? Like why I'm not why am I not like top five in the world like I used to be? Like and like I'm a, I'm top 100 in the world, which is great, but like my ego was so in the way, like inside of me. Yep. And like yeah. it got to a point where like I wouldn't even do a pre-shop routine because like I would have 185 yards, tiny green, crosswind, and I'd be like, okay, it's a perfect seven iron. Like I'm about to make birdie. And like that was my mentality in junior golf, but like I was enjoying it. In college, it kind of like I did I, I I haven't had nearly as fun on the golf course in college than I had in junior golf. And I think it's because I hit that plateau that like, I just kind of stayed the same. Of course, my peaks are better because like I'm more grown. I have more power. I mean, I'm like all that, but man, like my peaks were way higher, but my valleys were way lower. So it's been like that in college last year as a junior, I had a really good year. I was an all American. I won, had a couple top fives. Like I had a really good year. But still, like, like I don't know, man. I just, I just always thought I could do better, and I kind of burnt myself out of it. And that's why I had to take that time to just like make myself enjoy it again. And I mean, I, 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 I literally like I called Zach and I told him like, hey, man, like, thank you for everything, but like, this is it for me. Like, I, I couldn't play golf anymore, bro. And I was about to go to Peru. I mean, I, I, I was like, I, I was thinking about it. And the fact for me to think about something like that is pretty wild. Like I've worked so hard to be where I am now. And I know that if I keep, now I know that if I keep doing the right things, like I know what, the, I know that I have no limit in this game. Cause like I have plenty of potential and I've grown up a lot and I know myself way better now. And I mean, my, my mind is way more in peace when I play golf these days, but dude, that, like that, that month and a half, two months, like it started at the USM and like, it just went on for two more months. Like I just didn't want to play any golf, man. And like, I kept playing tournaments and like, I would play four or five holes in an 18 hole round and be like, okay, like this is miserable. Like, I just want to like leave. Like I want to just go watch Netflix. Like I want to do anything but golf. So instead of quitting i basically took myself out of the game for two months on purpose and made myself not touch a golf club or look at one until i felt that i could play again and that's literally what i did and now we're here i mean blew the latin american am really bad but it's fine. I mean, it's, you know, like the, the people that I have talked to, like, they've asked me like, bro, like what happened? I'm like, dude, like I haven't played competitive, competitive golf in so long. My mind has changed so much. Like, like my scorecards are way cleaner, like day in and day out. Like before it would be like birdie, 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 double birdie, birdie, you know, like I would never make cars. And now they're like way more cleaner, way, way more stable. And I mean, life is way more stable as a whole. Like, I mean, my, I mean, I have some family issues back home, which like, I mean, there's nothing I can do about them apart from just like working on them inside my head. But like, just me, like having my friends here, having my girlfriend here, like my girlfriend's friends are awesome too. Like, like that stuff, like I kind of like have my group and before I was like a little too wild, I guess. And like, everybody knew me as like the golfer. And now like, I've just kind of like put golf aside and just like, Hey, like, this is me. Like, I don't like, I play golf on the golf course. I don't want to like have nothing to do with golf outside the golf course. And I think that's what helps me a lot because I'm practicing better. I'm doing like, I'm practicing better. And then like outside the golf course, like I'm a better friend. I'm, I'm a pretty good boyfriend. I'm a, like, I'm 
I, I don't know, I'm a good, I'm a better student. Like just me being able to separate those two things have, have helped me a lot, but man, it, it just took the best of me. Like getting good at, at this was way harder than getting good at golf because I was just given golf. I think like, like all I had to do was seek my way into it. And I kind of like just had it in my hands and but you kind I, of went, you, you kind I somehow of went, managed to, I, I somehow managed to almost mess it all up, you know, which we, is like, we would have been like the ultimate disrespect towards like what I was given. But you, you kind of went not very good at golf. Yeah. Winning all the time. Amazing at golf. Yeah. To then regressing a little bit. And it's almost like this, this, this little plateau that you had or these kind of little behaviors that you needed to change yeah seemed i guess what i'm trying to say is you seem to forget where you came from you came from not being that good to being very very good and it's almost like you couldn't accept going back to just some yeah just even decent results right everything had to be amazing like like a 72 would just like kill me like i literally couldn't like i couldn't i couldn't cope with it like if I wasn't winning, it got to the point where if I wasn't winning, I like, I, I literally like just didn't know what to do with myself. And I mean, that's my standard though. Like I have pretty high standards for myself in everything I do. Like, I mean, of course in a classroom, they're not that high, but, but like <laughs> in every, in everything else, like I have my standards in the classroom, like just make above a three Oh and like, just keep it together. Don't get in the teacher's way, be a good student, pay attention, blah, blah, blah. But like personally, like, I have really high standards like towards me because like growing up that was the only way like in my in my household like you couldn't mess up you had to be perfect like we were like we were like I was always really like the bar was always set extremely high for me in everything I did school like I was a prefect when I was younger and then golf like hey, you have to be the best in the country. So like, okay, like, so what do I have to do? Boom, there you go. Like, whatever it was, like, the bar was always so high that I made myself just like, hey, man, like, if you if you don't do everything really well, like, you're, you're messing up. And that has been a big change lately. Like, I mean, it's been huge. I, I set my bars high for, like, some things but like they don't kill me inside like golf was killing me inside like I, I literally couldn't play like it was I, I don't know man it was just I was just so miserable out there and like I mean I, I almost like I almost quit like I told coach like hey man like I'm I, I need to t- stop playing for a little bit and I started working out like I started trying to find a different passion and now like I work out three times a week with a trainer and I do like, I mean, I hang out with my friends. I hang out with my girlfriend. I hang out with my girlfriend's friends. I hang out with my athlete friends. I hang out with my coaches. Like, I'm just, I've, like, my golf game hasn't hasn't improved, I would say. Like, my golf game has always been the same. But since that peak, but, like, me personally, like, yeah, really, like, really, like, much better. Because, like my, my ego was so big in my head. Like I've, I'm always humble, but like in my head, like I was like, dude, like how is this guy beating me right now? You know, yeah. like, of course, like I, I'm like, there's some guys that tell you that in, like straight up in your face when you're playing golf with them. They're like, dude, how are you beating me? Like you suck. I, I'm not that guy. I would never say that. But like in my head, I would be like, bro, like what is going on? You know, like, yeah, like I should be able to like do this and, just me getting outside of that mindset of like, I should be able to do that. Like, no man, like what I'm doing right now is what I'm doing now and I can't change it. I can just try my best. And that's that mindset that I'm playing golf now. in. And dude, it's, it's so much more peaceful. Like yeah. I, I leave the golf course, no matter what I shot, like I'm grateful. I'm, I'm most of the time really happy. Cause like, it's like, it's like I'm in kindergarten, you know, like, hey, just go try your best. Like, that's literally what little kids do. Like, that's what their coaches tell them to do in pre-K. Like, hey, go play soccer, try your best, and they give you a medal. Like, even though you didn't win, 
like I'm basically like just giving myself medals and like hey like I had a good time out there that was fun cool see you all tomorrow like it, bro it's it's been it's been wild man that I'm that I'm like this this calm now and just being able to like do different things in my life that like don't relate to golf it's so much fun dude Julian, if I could um, rewind, I just want to rewind a little bit. Um, our first guest that that Ian and I had on the podcast was Zach, uh, yeah. Zach Parker. And, you know, he's one of the best junior coaches in the country, in the world. Could you just talk about the impact that he had on you? Because one of the one of the things that he mentioned about you was that you might not have believed in yourself as a junior golfer, but you knew that he believed in you. So can you talk about yeah. his, his influence in you? And even, yeah. even back in October, when you picked up the phone and called him, how, how he helped well, you through all this? I, I would like, I would have never been able to play college golf if it wasn't for Zach. Like that guy had more belief in me than anyone I've ever seen. Like my parents, my, like, no one has ever believed in me that much. And that's why I'm here now. It's because I called him and I was like, Hey bro, like this and that. And he sent me a long text back and like, I, I had to read it a couple of times to kind of be like, okay, like just take a break and just get back on the saddle whenever you feel free to. But dude, that man is like, like he's special, bro. Like he, he is so good at what he does. I mean, not good is like, good is like throwing shit at him like he's he's great <laughs> like that like he's he's amazing man like like he knows a lot about golf he's really good at coaching but like he's like such an amazing human being that like dude you i mean just can't like you can't have enough of the guy like you, you can literally just sit in a room with him and like talk for hours and like he's always he always finds the right thing to say I don't know. He like, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't like, there's no way I would be here today or like I would have been here in the first place. Like as always, like the bar was so high. Um, Sack would kind of like Sack and Ian, of course, like they started feeding me the growth mindset. Right. Like they, they, they kind of like made me slowly, like it took me a while, but eventually I got, I got into this growth mindset where I would just take the result out of it, even though I knew I could win every tournament I was playing in. Like I was just so focused on my process and what I had to do at that moment to be able to perform my best. And dude, like Sack has second in like that, like that growth mindset I'm talking about, like now I do it in life. Like, okay, like I had a good day today. How can I have a better day tomorrow? Okay, I had, I, to, then tomorrow gets here. Okay, like what do I have to do? Okay, I have to do this and that. And then how can I be better? Like, like you can never be good enough, you know? I mean, if, if, you, can, if you can be good enough, then like Tiger should have like never thought of changing his swing, but he always thought he could be better and like he changed his whole swing and like not necessarily ended up playing better, but like, he still won, but like, there's always this pursuit of like getting better. Like, and that's the growth mindset. Like just learn and learn and perform, learn, perform, learn. Like, it's like a chain, you know, and dude, it's learn, perform, apply, like and change. I mean, it's, it's just amazing what like second Ian did for me back in the day. And now like, I not only use that in the golf course, but like, I use it way more in my life, man. Like I was a nut my fr my freshman and sophomore year. Like, I, I, I mean, I showed up to college and like, I'll be totally true. Like I was, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be here for a year. And then like, I'm turning pro, like I'm, I'm not going to be here for four years. And now, now I'm going to be five years in college, you know, like, <laughs> and like, I never want to leave, man. It's awesome. Like, I love it. I really enjoy college and dude, it's just, like that mindset, I think the more you can master that, the better you will be because like you're not setting the, the bar high. You're just trying to like, you're just trying to jump higher, you know? Let, let, let me ask you this, Julian. So 
you went on this journey, you wanted to be a, a, a winner as a, as a junior and you became like the best. You wanted yeah. to be a winner and a great college player and you made like the honor rolls in, in All-American and things like that, won collegiate tournaments and played very, very well in huge amateur tournaments. So packaging all that up, there's going to be parents of junior golfers that listen to this. There's going to be a lot of junior golfers that listen to this. What are the key things that you've learned on that journey? Like really try and be concise with, look, as a junior golfer, this, this is what I would do differently, or this is what advice that I would give to, mm. to junior golfers trying to make it. Really package it up for the junior golfer because I, I want the, the listeners to understand yeah. the dangers of getting very good, very quick, and good. playing yeah. all the time and chasing results. It's not healthy. It's dangerous, man. Like, it's, it's, it's so unhealthy. And, like, the thing is, when you're a junior, you're so fresh and you're so ambitious that, like, it does not backfire at you. Like, it's not like you play eight tournaments. You're like, oh, like, you know, like, you're like, all right, like, I need a day off. And, like, that was, that, that was literally me. Like, I would play eight tournaments in a row and then, all right, I'll take a day and then get back at it and play four more in a row. And then, like, all right, I'll take two days. Like, dude, that stuff, like, piles up so much through three four five years i mean i went six years playing 28 27 tournaments a year six years straight i mean that is i mean that is so stupid <laughs> you know like, More than I some like looking players. back at it i would have like I, if i was my mom i would have never let me and she would tell me like hey you know you should take a week off come to Peru. i'm like nah, nah i need to play i need to play I was playing good, but it gets to a point where like your glass starts filling up so slowly and like it does, it's not that it overflows. It like the thing just explodes and you hit rock bottom and you don't know where to go. And the only thing you can, you think about is just, all right, like I've had it, like I'm, I'm hanging them up. And so many people have done that, but it, you have to dig deep and kind of like go to your roots and try to find it, man. Like, so it's nuts. I would tell a junior golfer to play tournament a month, maybe play two tournaments a month each summer. So play, play a, a max. Like if you max out, play 16 tournaments a year. Like if you like, like if you really want to play, but I was playing 10, 12 more than that. Yeah. And not and, just like these aren't, you walk down the street and play the local golf. No, course. I mean, I, you're I, all I was, over I the was, globe, bro. I, I remember I was a junior golfer. I played a tournament in the U S then I flew to Japan to Nagoya, Japan, played a tournament there, the world world team cup in Japan, and then flew back to the States on a Monday. So like, Japan's ahead. So I got here Monday, 3 a.m. And I had a practice round at 10 a.m. in the dive preserve in Orlando. And I've had a tournament the next day. And I, I finished like seventh in the AJGA Open. Like, you know, like it was, bro, yeah, it was crazy. wild. Like, dude, I was, I was literally so addicted. And the only reason why I played that tournament and I remember perfectly telling my parents, like, they were like, why the fuck would you play a tournament? Like going, like you're, you're I mean, you got to Japan, you were in Japan five days. So you, like, you're still jet lagged because it's like 12, 13 hours. Then you come back and you're, you're like, you're re reverse jet lag. You get here and you want to play a tournament the next day. Like why? And I said, and I told them that because if I win, it'll be like the coolest story ever. Yeah. So you're chasing results. You know, so, so like I was just I was just chasing results big time. And and the thing like, is, you was, got the results. The right you you huh? got you chased results. You got results, and you yeah. still weren't happy, right? You I, just I wanted more. Happy. I was never happy. Like I remember, I remember playing winning junior worlds, and I was ranked like 
30th in the world before that or 25th, something like that. Top 30, pretty sure. And Garrett Barber was the number one junior golfer in the world that week or like for the last three, four months because he won the Jones Cup. Like he was like he was playing great. And I won junior worlds. I beat like, I, I mean, I beat the best players in the world pretty much. And I never said this publicly, but like in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, I won junior worlds, but Garrett Barber wasn't here. So like, you know, like, does that yeah. count? You know, so like, <laughs> that's I crazy, to, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And then, and then I, I decommit from USF the next, that, that literally that afternoon, like the coach calls me, he goes, Hey, like, congrats, whatever. We can't have you. We can't wait to have you on campus. I said, Hey man, like, sorry, I can do a way better school. Like terrible from me, but hung up the phone, called Arkansas and just like literally told them I was going there. Like they, they never recruited me. They barely knew, knew who I was. I just picked up the phone and called McMakin and said, Hey, like I'm coming to Arkansas. And the next day I was in Columbus, Ohio, playing the Memorial Junior and the assistant coach, Coach Lays, our assistant, uh, he showed up and I won. So like I was, dude, I was so addicted to it. Like it was, yeah. I mean, it was cool, you know, like I, I, I just needed, like I needed it. And, and now like if I were to go back, after junior worlds, I would have definitely taken a week off or yeah. like not even like take a month off, wait for the U S junior. Like I remember that was my first burnout. I remember getting to the U S junior Patrick Harmon was my caddy. We played in Baltus role. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. caddying for Robin. Right. Yeah. 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 And, I, and, I, and, and I literally couldn't play that week. Like my mind was all over the place. I, I was rushing. Like I was burnt out but you don't realize because my mind was like, okay, I play the U S junior and then I'm going to Arkansas. Like, like I'm going to play college golf. So like, dude, it, it was just like the burnout was so mild that I like, cause I was looking forward to college. So dude, you just have to you like know, enjoy it every day and you have, you have to take breaks. Like dude, take like, I, I have like mandatory a month off each year now or three weeks, you know, like mandatory, like just like unplug. Yeah. One thing, one thing that always concerns me, I always say to, to, to juniors, okay, your junior career is over. And I'm saying this in like January. I'm saying this in January, like you're in, you're into college, junior career is over. You're not going to get any trophy, like rest, meditate, stretch, hydrate, be with your friends, be with your family, play a few tournaments, go to college, a refreshed human being. Don't go to college. Someone that's on the junior on a roll, like your junior career. Once you're in college, your junior career is done. And unfortunately, I think listening to you now, that's some of the better advice that I give. It's never, ever listened to. No player has ever done that. No player has ever got... All, all a junior golfer wants is to get recruited. I want to get recruited. The second they get recruited, they now want to win tournaments to prove to their coach that it was the right choice. And, and, and to just show up to school and like make the lineup. Yeah. Right. You, I mean, yeah. yeah it, and then they make the lineup. You're number four. You want to be number one. Yeah. And then you're number one. You want to be all American. <laughs> yeah. And then mean, you're all American just, USM. Like it never stops. No, it never stops, man. Like it, it, that's the thing with golf like plus like you're on your own you know like you don't have anybody to like lob you a ball and like you just like grab the ball and dunk like no like that <laughs> that's non-existent like if you mess it up like you get way more exposed you know yes. and like yes. you can never get it back ever get it yes. back so, so julian i guess it's just brutal the, the, the reason that we reconnected was I'm, I'm watching the Latin American, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I watched you a bit in round two. It was phenomenal. I see you set the, the scoring record, I think, for mm -hmm. through, through, uh, 36 yeah. holes. Yeah. Three yeah. shots clear. Then I watch you on day three. And you, you don't play well, right? You, you give the lead no. away. You're struggling. I can see you're struggling. But 
I reached out to you and I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Your attitude while you were shooting that score, I could not, I could not believe it because I've I've seen the opposite from you. And the the complimentary words from the the commentators and the sportscasters about your mindset and your attitude. You know, I saw you hit a, a poor chip where it went right across the green, uphill into the green. You caught it a bit clean across yeah. the green, across the green into the bunker. You smile, you get your wedge, you have a little conversation, you walk across, you hit it to six feet. And and those behaviors to me were they showed so much growth. Is yeah. is that growth coming from these experiences? Dude, like it's just me, like. I mean, first off, like, what can I do about it? You know, like I messed it up. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, like what, what can I do? But in, like, in the I, past, like that wasn't your mindset in the past. No, yeah, we no, would have seen a lot of external no, but, emotions. But, right? but it's different. It's different because my ego is not in the way. There we go. You know, like I, I, before I was like, how did I just like, how is it? How is that possible? Like, my mindset was like, I can't do that. Now it's like, okay, you did it, but your next shot can be great. Love it. You know, like that, like that's the, that's the flip side. Like I would be so rattled by a bad shot back in, back in the day. Cause I just didn't allow myself to do any. Cause I would go to Bishop's gate. I would go from to Montverde from eight 30 to 12 30 bus gets to, from 8.30 to 12, but bus gets to Bishop's Gate at 12.30, had lunch at 12.30, and I was at the golf course from 1 to dark. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the summers, I was, I, was, I was hitting balls from 1 to 8.30 p.m. I was practicing eight, eight hours a day. When I was off from school, I was practicing 13, 14 hours a day. So, like... I was I would I would just not allow myself to make a mistake because I've put in so much work. Like, how is it possible that I can do it for 13 hours straight in the range and on the golf course and in the challenges? I mean, I remember it got to a point, you know, those challenges like performance challenges that are really hard. Yeah. Like it got to a point where Zach just had to make them harder for me. Cause like they got too easy. Like I would have to like it got to a point where I would have to birdie each hole and make like a 12-footer on each hole to be able to advance to the next hole. You know, one of my favorite memories from when I coached at Bishop's Gate was where we did that. You have three hours to get through nine holes. You yeah. have to make par to get to the next hole. If you make bogey, you have to play the hole again. If you make double, you would have to go back two holes. Yeah. Birdie skips a hole. I remember there being like seven minutes left. Everyone else is on around hole five or four. You're on hole nine, like running, sprinting down hole nine, trying to finish off this, this, this challenge, like playing almost speed golf, trying to get yeah. this challenge done. Yeah. So I was, dude, I'm telling you, like, I was not going to lose. Like, <laughs> so plus, like, I, I wanted to like show the kids there that I was so much better than that. Why though? Where, what, where, where do you think that is, is that related to the home environment, the bar being set so high? Yeah. Like all, that's all what that, you related like, to? all that. Plus like we would all trash talk each other, but like we, we would play like, I mean, we would play for so much money there, man. <laughs> like, like dude, like we would literally like go out there and play for like $80 and we were 16. Like, bro, that's like, that, that was like my month's money, you know? Because like, addition's gay, like, I wouldn't do anything. So I would just like, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll play for a hundred bucks. Like, why not? And then when I started going, like, when I started going to Isleworth in the weekends and like started playing with like Ruffles and Brett Bazant, Ken Clegum, like all these guys, like, I was, I was, I was totally out of my comfort zone now. And it's, I mean, it's their home golf course, not mine. I've never played there. And, I've probably in my career at Alworth, I've probably lost around fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars playing at Alworth. I've never won. Like I always lose in Alworth. And like I always go back there and gamble <laughs> again. Like it's let, just addicting. But let me ask you this, right? You're 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 painting this like this is your weakness. But on the flip side, this is also your strength, right? 
this is what yeah. made you great, but this yeah. is what also made you burnout. Burnout. So my question to you is, and 100%. I should I should know the answer to this, right? How 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 do junior golfers balance this? Because you're saying like, hey, listen, take months off, or take 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 a week off every month, or take three. But you didn't listen when you were a junior. So how do we get how do we get the 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 next you to, to listen to this information or the parents that encourage the wrong behaviors. How do we get them to listen to this information? You know, and, like, and it's that there, there's like, there, like there's no way to, to do it. Cause like it literally, like you told me and I didn't give a shit and you're going to tell someone and that person's not going to tell Like you literally have to force this person out of golf. Like you have to, man, look what happened to Tiger Woods. Like he's the greatest golfer of all time. He made all the money in the world and like he was still not happy. And yeah. like he tried to kill himself and like did do all like like you know, like do all that stuff. Like, bro, like the guy like didn't want to play, like, you know, like his documentary, like it's like it's sad, you know, because yeah. it's just a game that beats you up so much. And so, parents like have to parents have to force their kids out of golf, like. But like, and like, I don't know, like if you, if they have the money, take them to a vacation, take them to, dude, wherever, 10 days, you're not bringing your golf club. Sorry. Like yeah, that stuff. But I, I would remember that we would do those vac vacations when I was young and every morning my dad would walk, walk in my room at 6am, put my golf clothes on and he would take me to the golf course from 6.30am to 12am every single day of the vacation. Yeah. And like so, we would play 18, we would have the first tee time in every resort we went to every single day. We would play 18 holes, we would practice, and then we would go to the beach. Like, dude, bro, like addicted. Yeah. Like just so unhealthy. Yeah. So, and, and now, like, bro, now all I want is like, like right now it's snowing. I'm so grateful. Like, I play golf for, like, three days straight. I'm like, dude, like, just give me a little break. Yeah, yeah. so what what next for you? Because do you still have the goals and dreams of playing on the PGA yeah. Tour? And, cause you, totally. You, you, yeah, but you're just going to go about this in a more different, balanced way? Yeah, I mean, of course, like, I, I still have the competitive edge in me. Like, that's never going to leave, leave me. But I don't have it externally. Like, I don't need to play all those tournaments and I don't need to win all these tournaments to just make myself believe that I'm good. Like, I know I'm, I know I'm really good. I also I was... know that to, I know. I also know that to win a tournament now, like you have to get so lucky to win a golf tournament. I mean, you just have, you just have to, I mean, at our level, like yeah. you play with 80, 80 other guys that are pretty much just as good as you. And they're all going to make, the same great shots you make but like how how good is your bad shot that's what literally does it and like yeah. how lucky did you get when you hit it 90 yards right it hit a tree when it was supposed to go be it bounced in the fairway then you made it from the fairway you made a two on a par four and you could have made a six and you end up winning the tournament by one like it's literally so crazy man like my second college win at Vanderbilt dude like I, I hit it Peter Green like stupid good right and i just couldn't make any putts like any and i was like 13 under or 12 under going to the last hole something like that and i was tied for the lead like you know yeah and and i won the tournament but i should have never won it ever because on the last hole i hit it 50 yards left into the cart path in the forest then i hit a two iron from the cart path to 15 feet and then i make the putt made three and then john <laughs> augustine in his home golf course hits the center of the fairway misses the green and doesn't get it up and down and i won by one yeah like that's crazy you know, like 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 dude that's like that's golf in a nutshell man like i, I yeah. should have never and like i know like yeah i pulled that shot off like probably the best shot the greatest shot i've ever hit but on the like the most pressure moment too but like i should have never won that like if you look at like statistically i should yeah. have never won that but like golf is 
so not statistically proven. Like, if I you compare sport. it to any other sport. If, like, bro, like tennis, right? Like, it's always Nadal, Federer, Djokovic. It's been like that for 20 years, and it's probably going to be like that for the next five. Yeah. Like, in golf, it's always a different dude winning every week. If you win back-to-back weeks in golf, you're some sort of, like, alien god. You know? Like, <laughs> it, like it doesn't exist anymore. It, yeah. it really doesn't. Yeah. Like, it does not. Yeah. Like, everyone, everyone is, like, talking. Like, I love Victor. Like, he's like we're close friends like we play college golf together i text him here and there when he does really good he texts me when i do good sometimes and like everyone's like wow like victor like he's won three out of six i'm like all right dude like that's like stupid and that's only 50 percent. yeah you know yeah. like well i think a hall of fame career might be a six percent win ratio five percent win ratio i think it's i think i think it's less than that and, and the, I think, the best out there right now is winning like is winning like ten percent. I think that's John Rahm. He's winning like ten percent of his events. So yeah. he's losing nine out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> the other so one like, is imagine that, right? Like you're you're number one in the world in golf, and you you play ten tournaments, you lose nine. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that's the, I mean that's like the ratio is so stupid. I, I think I, I'm gonna get this stat wrong, but I'm gonna get it close-ish. Tour players make 75% of their money in eight weeks in, in general. Because yeah. they're not playing yeah. good all the time. They have a hot no. run. So we'll see Victor in a few months. There's going to be a few MCs. There's going to be a little bit of adversity. And Dude, it just happens. It does. It like, bro, like, does. like, like that's, that's the beauty about it. Like, dude, like tennis, like it's literally always the same four guys. Like, and like, if it's not, it's an absolute shocker. Yeah. Right? Like in go- bro, like Luke List won last week. Yeah. I barely I barely know who he is. Yeah. Like I've yeah. probably heard his name like five times in my whole life. Yeah. Right? Like, and you have like Jason Day finishing like one off, and he hasn't played good in a golf tournament in so long. What what about Aaron winning the lack? Sixteen hundred in the world. Bro, like all my all my teammates here tell me like the Latins, they're like, dude, like who is he? You you like, you would play Aaron and who who is he and why have I never heard of him? And how did he win this golf tournament? I'm like, bro, he actually works really hard. He works with Sack, but like, it's golf. Like, correct. Like so many things happen. For like he, I'm so happy for him that he won. I'm like stoked, super stoked because yeah. he's like the nicest guy ever. Great kid. But but like he won. I shot 80. This kid three-putted from 15 feet on 18. This other dude drilled the the, the sprinkler the sprinkler, <laughs> went to five feet, missed that putt. I mean, bro, and like he thinned his second shot on 18, skipped through the bunker, hit it on the green, two-putted, and everyone else like didn't make their putts and he won. Like yes. Yeah. I mean, it's plain and simple, like it's just golf. Like, you, yeah, I mean. And he's a great golfer, and I think he's going to do really good in the majors because he's got that, like, he's got that game, you know? Like, in amateur golf, like, you can win, but, like, the guy, maybe the guy you beat has a higher caliber than you do. Yeah, he's got the, the distance off the tee. And- he's, he's, got, he's got, like, he's got speed. He's, he's a little athletic. bit of swagger. Yeah, like, he, he's, like, I really like him. Yeah. I really do, and I was rooting hard for him. Of course, yeah. like, I didn't want to like be around when he won because i wanted him to like celebrate with his fellas and like it was pretty cool to watch on tv but bro like i'm so stoked for that kid man yeah. like he's been te- bro he's been texting me about the lack for like three years four years we we did a podcast with me him and zach and that and ever since he made the cut when he was younger he's been working towards that moment but again like there is the danger right now is he going to start to experience what your you've already experienced? Is it going to be enough? Now he's yeah. going to go and oh, he's going to have to make the cut. Then he's going to have to be top arm, and then he's going to and again, it just never stops, right? No. So and like it's dangerous, man. But he's got he's got good people by his side, which is half the battle. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, like like Sack's going to be there. Like whenever whenever Sack is in a golf course and I'm playing a tournament, my confidence level goes up like to 150 <laughs> percent you 
know, like <laughs> that's amazing. Because he's like, yeah, like, it doesn't matter how bad you're playing. He's like, dude, you're the man. You're about to make a birdie. Like, like, <laughs> like, just keep. You know, like he's like, just keep working. Like it'll come. And like you just get in that mindset, like that growth mindset we were talking about. And bro, like he he'll be just fine. Like if if I were him, I would I would have sack caddy for me because I was thinking that if I won, I was thinking of taking sack to my two majors for him to caddy for me. So I think Zach knows that caddies aren't allowed in the clubhouse. I feel like the all access pass is the, is where Zach might be placing his attention, knowing that caddies have to park elsewhere and they're not allowed to eat the clubhouse food. So I I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just pumped that we're going to see Zach at a major. I'm pumped to see Aaron at a major. No, but I'm pumped to see Zach at the major. He's the guy who... I've had it close for him twice. I had it close for him on Panama and this year. Yeah. But I think I think my major time is when I go pro. Hey man, you got you got two more runs though, right? No, one, one more run. One more run. One more. One there more. So yeah. So but no and matter then what, I'm, and then I'm and then I'm pulling the plug. No matter what happens, you'll you'll be happy, you'll be chill yeah. off the yeah. golf course. Julian, it's I think another, that's a, it's just another, it's just another tournament. There we go. I think that's a great place to end it. Um, thanks for your time. Just massive, valuable lessons for, for parents and, and juniors. Yeah. Andrew, do, do you have anything to add? No, that was great. Julian, thanks so much for your time. That was that was really good to hear your story, and uh, I wish you the best of luck this year at Arkansas. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Julian, take care, man. Great you catching too, up. You're the man. Thanks for tuning in to the Core Performance Podcast, your one-stop shop for getting to the core of all things golf and human performance. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Ian and Andrew, check us out on Instagram at Core Academy. We'll see you next time.